Hi, I'm Cody Alexander with Match Quarters. Welcome to another The Art of X show. We are continuing on our journey through split field coverages. Going to end with cover three here pretty soon. We're going to do bracket and trap coverages next, and then we'll eventually finish with a cover three podcast that covers kind of the basics of cover three. Uh, today's topic is going to be defending trips with split field coverages, going over the basics kind of also talking about the different philosophies that people have within the realm of split field coverages. I think it's important to understand in essence who you are as a defense and then how your trips coverages relate. I'm a little bit unique in the way that I teach my main trips coverage, which is stress, which I will talk about in depth, but also kind of where a lot of people fall with stubby special and even stump. Um, we're going to start off though with solo or poach coverage. I think this is the most basic of all the ways that you teach quarters coverage or split field coverage now on the front side you're going to take the number one and number two receiver and you're just going to play a triangle over them now you can play quarters or you can play cover two now quarters in my language is sky cover two in my language is cloud and those are read those are match zones those are zone match not man match zone match and not pure zone uh, rail it would be the term that i would use for quarters just a pure cover for quarters and then just kind of a, a we would call a cold call or a triangle whatever i've used several different terms to just get a true uh cover two and typically we're not going to play that unless it's a bunch so the topic today again is trips coverages trips is three wide receivers outside detached from the box it's a four open look or a 10 personnel look now you can we can talk about where they put the tight end one two or three how that changes maybe it's a running back maybe it's fullback and they're they're kind of an all 11 team I know I'm not trying to get into that. Uh, typically, if the tight ends at two, you're getting more screen action. Uh, so you kind of can play some things a different differently. Uh, tight ends at one. Again, why are we wasting a guy? I probably wouldn't play stubby or special. So that's kind of just a, a short little thing on that. So solo and punch solo uh, poach solo is a word basically telling the backside corner you're on your own so it's solo coverage the backside safety and the backside corner are going to be on their own this is a cheat step now again working with the option and having played within an option uh, program we never want to cross the a gap uh, typically if teams know that you're going to run solo or poach the backside safety you're going to get speed option week i'll never forget um we had to play uh, uh i think it was like a sophomore game when I was at Midlothian uh, and we had to the team that we were playing that week didn't have two JV teams so we had to go play we had to find a game with Highland Park so we're playing JV in Highland Park Highland Park's a storied program in uh, in downtown Dallas they do an unbelievable job great coaches great kids and I just I knew and I told I, I leaned into it. I said, we're going to play solo here. I said, but watch the moment that they find out they're going to run speed option. And sure enough, they do it because they're smart coaches, any kind of smart. And that's kind of the tell that I get if I, you know, I'll tip my hat to you as as a defense coordinator. Uh, if you're an OC and you see leverage like that and you start using it against us. So uh, that is one thing that you have to be aware of when you run poach coverage. The questions that I always get is, you know, what are the cover how how do you like and why do you pick certain certain coverages well 
if I have an absolute beast at the backside corner, if I know my boundary corner is a, is a dude and it does not matter, I can lock him on the X receiver. I don't care who they got over there. It doesn't matter, which I've had one. And when you have one, it just unlocks the entire defense. You can play solo as a base. Uh, typically where I've played solo is against quad sets. So either four out or they set the running back to the trip side and we're getting a lot of push action. If we're getting a lot of push action, I like to run solo because it detaches the nickel from having to carry a vertical. We've actually pushed the coverage over one spot. Uh, I've even gone into game plans where our trips coverage was based on the back. And I know I've talked about this before. If we got quads, we soloed it because I wasn't worried about backside run game. And then if they put the running back to the back, we treated it like empty and we played split field. So again, it really depends on what you're getting. Uh, if everything is going front side, they're not really worried about the X receiver anyway, and just all of the concepts are going front side, then you want to load the zone. And the only way you can load the zone is to push it. But if you're one of those defenses that's like, we're a cover two defense, and so where's two weeks, two weeks to front side, we're going to solo, you're going to get start getting into trouble because – Offenses are going to know your rules. They're going to get in trips. You're going to see a lot of trips, and then they're going to attack you on the weak side. So how does solo work? First off, the backside safety has to give the corner a lock call. The corner has to know, hey, look, I have no help. I might have some help inside late the will linebacker or the inside linebacker that's left in the box needs to be riding that vertical hook if the running back doesn't push if the running back push he has to take it so essentially what you're doing is you're playing man to the weak side and then you're pushing everything zone wise to the trips you're unlocking the nickel from having to carry a vertical which we will get into when we talk split field coverage because now you're capping him with a safety so now that the, both the safeties essentially are working over top of two and three respectively this is very similar to midpoint coverage where the safeties essentially play the midpoint of each of two and three and then three in the back side so it works very similar to the same thing so if you're coming from like the Narduzzi universe uh, midpoint is a word that you hear a lot of the times nickel kind of lives in that gray area he's got to carry vertical but he's kind of capped maybe he may not be capped just depends on what the what it is I like this too especially if if one and two we're getting a lot of switches with one and two one's working back into the the zone all the time right he's working back to the box all the time and we want to play a game over one and two then this is a great way to do it you always see the seven on seven uh where one and two are wide and three's isolated they're trying to get your mic and so you get one and two really wide three's isolated uh, kind of in a, this weird in between he's not really reduced to the box but he's not really wide they're trying to get that mic to inch out there and kind of be isolated and then just run them up the pipe uh if you want if you see a lot of that this is also a great way to play this the cheat steps to solo and poach are the key that unlocks now kind of a cover three technique with your with your safeties right because it's a shuffle shuffle I'm reading three. If three's vertical, I'm going to go ahead and, and roll into it. If three's not vertical, the offense has brought me to the post. I'm going to square back up, look at the quarterback, look at the mesh, and then do that. 
typically this again is why if whether you're an odd front team or an even front team you want to build a five and a three opposite the trips so what i would say is with with this is that you want to create a a wall weak natural run building wall weak because now your safety who's cheating has that ability to then roll back on top of that and be late to that you still have your will linebacker but that safety's going to have to be late because he's going cheat 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 oh crap it's run now i'm going to go i'm going to go weak normally you would not see a speed option pass. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I think that's difficult mechanics for the quarterback. Take a couple sprint steps, drop back, and then try and hit a pop pass weak. Um, that would be something cool to try. So if you're an offensive coach, that's something to take notes on and put it down there. Sorry, I'm giving the answers to the test to these offensive guys. If you're a defensive guy listening to it, um, I call the bat the the poach safety that he's a double alley player, and you're going to fit off flow. So once I get to my post, three is not a problem. Let's say they're running let's say they're running some sort of like a, just a, a bubble, right? Like zone read with a bubble, just basic spread one one Well, three runs a bubble. The moment I see him out, I can snap my eyes back. I'm sitting on the post. I'm reading, I'm reading the quarterback. Uh, now I can see, Oh, it's run. Now I can fit and I can cap that fit from inside out. It's essentially kind of like that three high alignment. You're putting the middle safety right on top of, of the ball. And then he's kind of fitting off of the back. That's essentially what he's going to end up here mike now is going to be a wall three player and typically he would be in charge whether you're a tight front team and under front team you're going to close that b gap with that tackle either by putting them there or using a heavy technique remember this is still seven man spacing so you you want to make sure that uh, these safeties are secondary these secondary support players so they're not able to be into the box so you want to make sure that you're canceling gaps up front whether it's through a g front mechanics and under front with a heavy five or just putting the guy in there in a tight front. You want to find a way to close those B gaps again uh, with, with ways that you're doing it. Another good way, if you want to keep your regular structure and keep that B gap open, uh, another good way to do that is anytime you get quads, you can have some sort of a, a read pop backside. That's a, that's kind of a, uh, kind of a go-to for a lot of teams. Anytime they get a quad set, they'll give some sort of a call to the three, five side saying that, Hey, if you get zone your way, we can pop you back in it, it allows that will really the freedom and you can get that full cover down by that mic so again it's another way of seven minutes facing stealing the back now i use poach a different way than i use solo solo is a true 10 personnel tag so if we get four open and we get three by one we are calling it solo Poach is a technique that we use in two back, which is more of a flat foot read. Solo tells us we are locking the corner and I am moving to the three. It's an active. I'm always, I'm real big on passive and active cues. Poach is passive. Solo is active. So we're actively working to three. Poach is flat foot. I'm waiting. I'm seeing. I'm reading my indicator. And we would not typically play poach with a three removed we would play poached with an attached. I like to give kids different techniques so that way we can take this. Solo and poach also open you up for steel coverage, which is where you're kind of trapping the, the crosser. It's essentially, if you have watched anything, weak rotation, 
a, a lot of teams now are starting to play in the cover three universe weak rotation buzz, which I would call cross. They're just using too high alignment and they're just kind of weak rotating and they're letting that boundary safety cut any kind of cross and let that front side safety push vertically and hold that hash and not necessarily work back to the post unless he gets threatened quarters universe that is your steel coverage we're stealing the backside safety putting him into the the middle hole cutting any crosser it works very similar to uh what you would see with a uh, solo but it's again poach steel are passive he's work he's not climbing for a vertical right now he's working to the middle right now and then he's going to collect it but it's we're locking the backside so steel solo poach these are all going to be within the same universe and they're all relatively related to each other now front side over one and two again you can play quarters you can play cover two i just if for the sake if you're watching this on youtube for the sake of just a visual i put a triangle over it so i put a cover two you can check sky you can play your meg quarters out of this now it's going to be a little different because your your safety isn't essentially going to take any two out your nickels uh, attack unattached from the box he does not in charge of the box so you can play your regular like lock the corner but then now we can play some some uh bracket concepts with with number two which typically in trips that's who the most dangerous is uh is going to be number two and so you can kind of play with leverage and things off of that off of solo now we're going to move on to stress. Now, stress is a coverage, again, that is very unique to the system that I learned. So this is a Phil Bennett concept that he, he created back in the 90s when the air raid was starting to become big. He needed an answer to play cover three, but with quarters concepts off of it. And it was really interesting hearing him talk about the history. He was at LSU. He went and visited. He said he couldn't remember who he was talking to with New Orleans, but he was visiting the Saints and they were kind of playing around with some ideas in the coaching office. And he's like, you know, we're starting to see a lot of three verticals out of a trip set. And I don't want to play country cover three. We need to start playing some different things. You know, how can we play quarters? over over the trips and this is where stress came out now stress as a term is normally used with with what i call taser so stress a lot of the times is when you lock the mic on three that's not what my stress is talking about so stress is we are stressing quarters over three receivers we're stretching it over the three receivers we're taking our sky coverage and we are uncapping the nickel and we are stretching that sky coverage across one two and three the corner is still playing mod on number one that hasn't changed the only thing that i tell him is hey i would like it if you take a step inside and a step deep i'm not worried by the fate of one most quarterbacks even at the college level, Division One quarterbacks, if you if you talk to OCs at that level, 
they are not throwing the vertical of one to the trip side a lot. That's that's a very minimal call. That's a call that they think maybe we we got something. They're tra- playing a lot of trap coverage. Maybe we can buy that. They get caught in a in a weird Tampa two rotation, and we can maybe hit that as a, it's an alert. It's a hey, that guy's running naked down the field. You better hit him. Right. That's that's where that comes from. So the corner is going to still play mod the nickel. And when I introduce this to coverage to to players, I tell that nickel back up to six, get your outside foot back. You're going to key three, but you're going to match two. Your rules in sky have not changed, except for we are going to play this more like man match. Now you can take that inside hand and you can push it through and we can man turn into number two. Whereas if we were teaching regular sky, I want to play basketball. I want to stay square. I'm reading three. If I get a push alert, then I push with it. Uh, So I tell these guys, Once we get aligned up, I said, turn around. Do you have a safety directly behind you? And the answer is always no, I don't have a safety. So I tell them, you are uncapped. You do not have a safety. You have to carry the vertical of number two. You are responsible for the vertical of number two. You have all of him up and you have all of him out. If he bends it back, you can then play basketball underneath, knowing that you're probably going to buy the safety back from it. So the nickel, again, you have all of number two up and out. So you are uncapped. I am quick reading three. I can always hear a push call late. Typically what you will get as a quote-unquote stress beater is you are going to get a vertical of one, a vertical of two, and you're going to get a sale concept by three. What they're trying to do is get you to detach from three with the nickel, and then they're going to sneak them in behind knowing that that mic's going to have to chase and that safety's going to have to chase. I always tell that safety if he's inside the hash lineup on top of them, So as a base rule, we want to be inside eye, but as they get more comfortable and as we kind of understand what the routes are, typically when I introduce stress, we run three verticals first, just so that they get an understanding of it. That nickel has to know I have to, I have to carry it. That corner has to know that I'm, I'm really defending number one, but that nickel's bringing number two to me. I'm kind of playing in this weird little universe. I'm not playing cover three, but I'm not playing necessarily quarters. It's a very very soft mod concept to the outside anytime that three were to quick push it turns into sky coverage and that's what i love about this coverage is it's so simple for the kids to understand all we're doing is uncapping the nickel and i've already i'm usually i'm already kind of telling the safeties who do we want to cap who do we want to cap and they should be able to repeat back to me the worst coverage defender. Well, in trips, that's your mic. Your mic's your worst coverage defender. We're moving him out of the box. Now the safety's going to cap him. The safety has all of number three back. So he's got three up. He's got three back. If three runs a sale, 
or giving a push, push, push call. The, he's going to climb to the cap of number two, and then the nickel hopefully can sail out and get and collect that sale. Other concepts that you're going to see is like little, basically uh, what LSU made famous with the slot fade to number two. The nickel should, after a quick read, he should be pushing through the hip of number two, trail technique, catch mentality, eyes to one. If one sits down, we're going to get a smash call. If you remember in the previous pod, I said anytime we have inside alignments by our overhangs, we have smash calls. So the corner, that's why I tell him to take one more step inside and one more step deep. Teams will try and get you on the slot fade or what they will try and do is get that bender back by two, that snag concept by three, sit down by one, and then bend that thing back. But you should have a safety and a corner working to cone that number two. The problem that people run into when they first learn about stress and they try to introduce it is that they try and reverse engineer to cover three. And it makes sense to me because when you kind of talk about it introductory, you're kind of talking about it cover three, right? Like safety, pack into the hash, corner, try and get to the unit, try and get to the apex of your unit of one and two, lean on two, but you're really covering one. It sounds a lot like cover three. The issue gets in, and I normally will get an email or a DM from a coach that has installed it is, hey, we went to seven on seven this summer. Team was running slot fade with with number two. We were just getting killed on it. You know, we had, gave up a couple. Of, what What's the problem? And I'm always asked. The first question I ask is, is the nickel carrying through number two? Is he carrying it man to man all the way through as a vertical? And or or are you not teaching the smash rule in the corner overlap? And, and typically what happens is, let's say we get it let's say we do get four verticals we get to sit we get to sit down by we get to come back by one so they push vertical come back by one they give you kind of a slot fade or a bender by number two and then they kind of give you a deep cross runoff by number three and what will happen is that nickel who's generally used to having a safety on top of him sits down at around 10 or 12 tries to find work sees the ball get bombed over top of him throws his hands up like, where's my corner of safety? So it's not solo coverage. It's not cover three. The nickel has to go. We're playing basically man match. We're playing a match concept here that nickel has to carry through. So that is stress. Um, what I, you know, usually when I go over this, this is, you know, with the playbook corner, I want you at seven yards. I want you to take an extra step inside. Everybody's a three, two to one, because once I see three, if three pushes quickly, three disappears underneath. I know right now it turns back into sky. We'll probably play some sort of rail at technique uh, if, because we're not pressing. Everybody's kind of off that nickel or that Sam is a full cover down. He's not in charge of the box. There's no reason why he should be worried about the box. The other thing too, and I'll talk about this at the end is quads push. He's not worried about the back. That's too weak. He's in, he's worried about three. Uh, Mike will be in a hip. I've got to work to the near hip of three. If they are over splitting me, that is normally when we will give a rip tag or we will just give a tight call and go ahead and close the B gap with that. That way he's in, he's in charge of the C gap safety. I want them back at 12. I want them inside. I to start on three. 
but eventually if we get we start getting reductions or we start getting comfortable we're not getting a lot of three verticals then we'll we'll go to head up but what that allows us to do because we're doing this now we've completely taken the backside safety and we now have a triangle that we can play with backside and we'll talk about backside coverages here in a second now the second thing i'm going to talk about is the special stubby universe this to me is what is mostly a go-to when i watch film at the high school level and they're running split field coverages i see two things i see solo or i see special stubby and typically you're running stubby now stubby is a man match concept it's from the cover seven universe uh, of the of the saving system this is how they play three they kind of have their own little world of doing it i i am from the special universe where we're pr pretty much playing two read over cover two and three and then the corner is just essentially locked on number one uh, people call it x coverage i've even heard it called lock uh, some people call it mini just depends on who you're talking to with that from that universe but the 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 two main ones that i hear a lot of times are special and stubby now it's very easy why do we run it well number one's not a threat i'm just going to go ahead and lock the corner on them we're going to eliminate them all together these guys don't have to worry about him running underneath of them zoning back to me anything i don't care we're not dealing with it the nickel now is going to move outside of number two he's got all the two up and out we're going to have a wall three player with the mic and the safety's going to play it like cloud with number three being his new number two right so what we've done is we're playing 10 on 10 instead of 11 on 11 We've essentially eliminated that wide receiver outside, not worried about it. And now we're playing a triangle over two and three. When we are installing trips coverages, I start with stress and then we teach special stubby when we teach cloud because this is our cloud concept. So I tell the kids, you talk about interchangeable parts, right? Like, when we, we are repurposing sky over trips, that's stress. We're stressing the coverage. When we want to run cloud over two and three, we will call it special, right? So that has been the way that we, we typically do that. We will run it when two and three get close, when two and three are running switch routes, when we're getting a lot of movement out of that. Let's say we're getting killed by bubbles, my poor little nickels out there getting killed. Let's say that they have a tight end at number two. And they're running bubbles with number three. They're running screens. I want to I want to play this. I don't want to necessarily play stress, which is a little bit more of a passive. This is a harder coverage, right? This is catch coverage. This is cloud. Okay. We're being we're being a little bit more aggressive. Catch mentality. Safety is now truly a secondary support player. He can now really get up high and and again work on that, work on that hash. So everybody is still king number three, except for the corner who's now going to be locked on number one and so all i want is that nickel to move from an inside cover down to now i'm outside eye i'm flipping my feet my outside foot is vertical my inside foot is back right now i'm i'm tilted open to number three we're king number three and i'm playing it just like cover two when i normally introduce this i will take the nickels with me so if you're one of those hey we're a four three team or we're a three four and we kind of have a hybrid player out there he's he goes with the linebackers but he does have but in trips he's in coverage i'll tell them to get in line with the corners and we'll run cloud drill and we'll run cloud against all the one you know the two-man concepts we'll play 2v2 and we'll just let them play it with the corners that way they get an idea of hey this is how this is how this re re relates now i will say this 
if you have DBs as your hybrid players, let's say it's a third safety, it's a third corner, it's a it's a really athletic guy, he likes playing coverage, then there's nothing wrong with playing or basing out of special study. Uh, I think you get in trouble when you put in a linebacker who's used to being a wall player. He's used to working inside out, and then all of a sudden you put him outside in. I don't think people understand how difficult that is for kids to play. And I'll never forget, we had an outside linebacker at Midlothian. We played a lot of nine-man spacing out of a 3-4. We, we played made quarters. Those linebackers were not really in charge of coverage. Teams would try and go three by one with us, and they would try and get him isolated. And I asked him one time, I said, you, you know, do you not like our special coverage? And he said, coach, I just don't feel comfortable outside. I don't feel comfortable with the cover to read. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm late. I'm staring. Whereas inside it's, a three push. And then I am walling number two. I'm just more aggressive to it. And I man turn instead of playing basketball. And so for him, it was a better transition. And so that's why I'm always, I'm always, I, I want to be seen as a, you know, a player's coach. I think a lot of times that term gets thrown out there as like, Oh, well, you just kind of let them do whatever the hell they want, or you're trying to be their friend. And so it's kind of dirty that word in the coaching universe. I think a true, the true meaning of a player's coach is you do what's best for your players. Hey, you can't do this or Hey, you're not great at this. You're really good at this. You feel comfortable doing this, but you don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, and so I think you hear it all the time in the NFL, too, with quarterbacks. You know, quarterbacks talk about, oh, well, I talk to the, the coach about what I like, and, and these are the things that I'm good at, and playing to the strengths of the quarterback. Well, why would you not do that with other positions within football? If your outside linebacker is a true outside linebacker, and he's not a secondary player, he's not a, he's not a hybrid player, why would you then – force him to do something that you know is difficult to teach and so that's where I like stress and I always preach stress to people start there if you have a third corner if you play a lot of bracket you have a third corner it, the 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 nickel is a, a really good man coverage guy let's say you got a petrie who plays now for the texans when he was at baylor he could literally he could blitz he could guard a tight end he could guard a slot he could he, he could play man coverage he could do whatever you want he could play deep if you have a kid like that that's kind of a, just a universal tool, a Swiss army knife. Well, then you can play him outside. I just think that teams get, especially at the high school level, you get into trouble when you try and put a square peg in a round hole. I've got an outside linebacker. He's a linebacker. He goes with the linebackers all day. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I need you to play in space. Um, so I would rather teach block destruction, which he's already learning from stress, knowing if we get a, a bubble a lot because of inside leverage play through that. Um, and I've got a bigger kid out there. So let's invite the bubble so I can then go ahead and destroy this tiny little slot where, whereas with the nickel, you know, now, okay, let's put them outside leverage. Let's go ahead. And I don't, you know, the friction right there is a little too much for me. So that's where I'm philosophically. I don't want to play solo unless I have to, but I do understand that that's probably the easiest way to play split field coverage. Right. And it's not I wouldn't technically say that it's not really split field, but you are playing man to one side and you're loading the zone the other stress is where I would start. I think it's the easiest, especially if you base out of quarters. If you're a cover two team, then, yeah, go ahead and base out a solo. 
right? Because you're playing cover two or go ahead and base out of the special stubby. And because I think that's the easiest. Now, the sister and the way that I related stress back into uh, stubby special was stump. Now, I do understand that the way that Saban teaches it is unique to him. I'm just saying the way that I teach this coverage is that I don't change anything for that corner. That corner is going to be a mod corner. I'm telling him right now, you're playing stress. You Nothing changes for you. All we're doing is changing the leverage. We're mixing and matching. Instead of locking number one, because here's the reason why I like stump better than I like special stubby. If I know number one isn't really a threat, or I know number one is only catching the ball when he works back inside, then why would I lock somebody on him and waste the defender, right? The things that you're going to get when they know that they're isolating the nickel are slot fades, verticals by two, things of that nature. Why would I not then go ahead and let that corner assist that nickel, okay? I think it also opens you up for ways that you can do other coverages, like playing skinny out of it when you get to your cover three world, uh, which is essentially creating a box over two and three, and that corner's playing mod on number one. So he's he's playing all number one except shallow, which is what you call that, uh, which you would call mod or mess. Mess is just a soft press. So anytime one goes in, we're giving a, an undercall, and then he's just going to feather out, and he's going to find help. The nickel, the mic, and the safety nothing changes. Okay. All we're doing is I'm just letting another guy get vertical so that if anything breaks free here, we can create a box over it and he's got help. Okay. Now we can get into it. Now it's funny when I was talking to one of my mentors, Jim Gush, he was on staff at Baylor. He's now the defense coordinator at Carnot Ward. You know, I'm a young coach. I'm where I'm studying other things because I'm not working at Baylor anymore. So I'm trying to, you know, you know, all this kind of special stubby stump stuff. You know, I come to him I'm like, Hey, you know, what about you ever thought about doing this? You ever thought about doing that? And every time he would ask, well, how does it, how does it play off against this? Okay. Well, the nickel does this and the mic goes here and he's like, that's the same in stress. You know, the, you know, now the nickel's taking this, the mic's doing this. Oh, well that plays the same as stress. So what really was the difference? The difference is leverage. So you're just playing, it, it's just a, a, a simple way of, of getting your nickel outside. Hey, I'm tagging this as stump. I'm tagging this as special. I'm locking the corner. I'm getting a nickel outside. Okay. Stump. It's a mod corner. I'm getting a nickel outside. I'm helping the leverage there. And it gives the kids um, because the way that I've taught it is it's true split field coverage. We're independent from the other side. We go off the splits of the receivers two and three are close. We want to run stump and special. And I've got to tell that Mike as well too, is that, you know, you don't, you're, you're a, a true wall builder now. Now you're really playing in that seam of three and I don't necessarily have to worry about chasing anything because the nickel's going to take it. Uh, and it, we, we have a better, but, um, it's, it's funny when people really dig into this and they start getting into the nitty gritty, I will always get them come back and say, man, stump and stress are the exact same thing. Yes. It's just, you're changing the leverage. So that's the, that's the most important thing. Those are your, those are your basics. So again, let's go over our front side coverage basics. We have solo and poach, which is push coverage, right? We're pushing it to the trips. We have stress where we've taken sky and we've stretched it. We've uncapped the nickel. He's not covered. He's got a man match number two out and up. 
Okay. Then we go to the special stubby universe, which is locking number one, Xing him out. And then we're playing a cloud two read concept, palms, however you want to call it, over two and three. We like that when two and three are close. We like stress traditionally out of regular trips. Then you have stump, which is the sister of stubby special, which is essentially a mod corner with two read palms cloud over top of two and three. Now, what all of these split field coverages do except for solo is it allows you to really manipulate the backside. And that's what we're going to talk about now, because it would be one thing to just talk trips coverage and split field. But if you're not going to talk about the backside, then what are we actually doing here? Right. That's the whole point is now I have a boundary safety that I can use as a tool. So the first thing they want to install sky to the X. What does that mean? I want to play base, right? So running back's not a receiving threat. I'm not worried about the push. They leave them in. If It's not a big deal. They're not playing games. I'm going to get a flat foot read with the, with the safety, and I can play modern mess with the corner, just depending on what we're getting by number one, right? If I want to – if hey, look, I want, to, I want to go ahead and I want to force the fade route – I'll press. If I don't, they're doing a bunch of different things. Um, I want more of there are a lot of post action, a lot of verticals, then I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to play mod coverage. Now, obviously off of that, you can bail. And what I tell these safeties is, look, you are a flat foot read. It is going to be just like your poach technique. Okay. Except for if you do get run action, you've got to sprint right now. So if we get speed option, I'm the force player. I got to go to the pitch and we should have a quarterback player with the five and we should have our, our linebacker rolling at, rolling off the top on top of that. Running back is not a threat. So again, sky coverage versus the X. This is the base way of playing it. Your boundary safety essentially becomes the wheel linebacker, but from depth. So if you think of trips, we're pushing the nickel or the Sam out. Now the mic is the same. The will is the mic and the boundary safety becomes the will. That's where you get your seven man spacing from. And so that's where we want that boundary safety flat foot. And I tell them sit in a glance window as much as you possibly can. Don't move from the glance window. You want them to run that elongated slant and they want to run it right into you. The next progression from that, I want to be, uh, I want to be aggressive. I don't want the inside linebacker in coverage. They're pushing the running back, but we want to play. We want to play sky. I don't want to take my. I don't want to take my cornerback off of number one. I don't want to cloud it. We'll talk about that soon. But I want. I don't want the inside linebacker in coverage. I want to. I want a, a quick force near the box. They're really hammering us with. Let's say they're a quarterback run team. They're hammering us weak side with quarterback ISO or quarterback power. Hey, I need a guy down there right now. We will thumbs it. All thumbs is, is this thumbs down. I'm telling that corner, hey, I'm going down. We do not press in any kind of inverted. So either we're going to bail or we're just going to go ahead and play mod and we are playing deep. I'm not worried about hitches. I should not be biting on hitch and goes. I should not be biting on slants i should be capping everything i should be there for the sluggo i should be there for the fade i should be there for the post i should be there for the dig i should be capping everything i i want i want no slant window and i know the corner is going to be on top of everything so that's where we will thumbs it um i i love thumbs again when you have an athletic quarterback 
They love to run weak on you. They think that they can get it. They see that everything's pushed over to the trips. They see this big old bubble over here with nobody. That's when thumbs is really good. You can either get be a hard thumb and he can get down there and just line up at three by three or four by four, however you want to, however you want to do that off the in man line scrimmage. Or you, I like better a sync technique, which is I teach my safeties a step off, which is a step replace, step replace, step replace. A sync is just the opposite. It's a step forward, replace, step forward, replace, step forward, replace. I, I in the mesh, if two were to go out, I'm going to zone over it again, cough technique, <laughs> you know, curl over flat. No, uh, no cover zone, anything under five yards, the ball has to bring me down. That will help you with the hitches, the snag concepts, the pick concepts that will help you with the curl flat concepts. Uh, and again, if he were to wheel up that safety would buy him and then your backers work in the vertical hook. Anytime I do a breakdown of trips, I'm always going to check what the back is doing. If it's quads, then I just have to decide, are they sprint out? pushing everything, maybe they're a four load team, big on that, then we're probably going to solo poach it, right? If they're kind of a traditional, I, I don't want to necessarily lead that corner all by himself over here. They will run the ball. Then now I'm thinking, okay, regular sky, okay? What I see when we get the running back week, and I always check this, is how many times the running back go out. If the running back is going out, we treat it like empty. And the best way to treat it like empty, one and two are close, we want to treat the running back like a number two receiver. We're going to play cloud. So we're going to treat three by one like empty. Running back is a threat. Let's say they have a really good running back that can catch the ball. They want them out of the backfield. They're playing a lot of two-man games. They're running slant bubbles They're run or flares. They're running uh, slant wheels. They're running um, – you know, curl wheel, they're doing a lot of things, snag concepts, and we and they're trying to get the back, then we will run cloud and build a triangle over that. Again, it alleviates that backer from not always having to chase the back to the, the flat. So get a natural double on the X as well, because if the back stays in, the, cor the, the corner and the safety now can funnel each other and they can work together to create a cone. And so that's important to me too, is why would we do that? Well, we get a double on the X if we don't get the running back to the flat or we get the running back in the down that so it gives us a natural it gives us a way to naturally double that now i think the one that a lot of people use is cone so cone is essentially bracket it that's all it is i want to double the x i'm not worried about the running back the backer can handle it I am worried about the X. I think the biggest mistake I see in trips coverage is that you don't support your corner. If you've got a big time receiver over there at X and you've got a good to decent to average corner, he he's okay sometimes, not okay others. I don't want to give up fatals. We've got this big stud receiver out there. I need to make sure that we get a double. Then I am playing cone. We are going to overplay the fade by the corner. It's going to be a soft press. He's going to almost like a bail, right? It's a catch mentality. I want to get out of there. I want to try and stay on top of it. I am not worried about any kind of inside release. Any kind of inside release, I'm going to have the safety nail down on. So the safety right now is going to hinge open to one. One gives any kind of inside release and breaks inside, then he's going to nail down on it. Even if we get an inside release, 
right? Let's say they run like an inverted corner. That safe, that corner is going to play it just like a cover two. So the moment that, that that X goes inside, it becomes cloud force, right? So you will see guys when they talk about cone and they get run, it is cloud force, but he's working outside in. So if we get any kind of inside stem, let's say we get a dig, we get a slant, we get a post drop. That safety is buying all of that. And that, that corner is in trail position, what I would call squat technique. He's in trail position and he's going to fall off if there's a run or he gets threatened with anything. Now, that does not mean if the running back goes to the flat, I'm falling off of. We're not playing cloud. If I wanted to play cloud, we'd call cloud. This is a true double on the number one receiver. And so I've watched film with coaches before and they're like, yeah, we really struggled with this receiver at X. We couldn't figure it out. And, you know, we're playing, you know, we were not playing solo. We we're just playing split field, but they didn't really, the safety is just squatting on the hash. It's not really doing anything or they're playing solo and locking him. It's like, dude, you got to buy the, You got to get the guy some help, right? It's okay to admit that your boundary corner can't handle a receiver on its own. How do you solve that problem? Again, that's where you solve it by putting the three and the five to the boundary so that you can build a wall and let that thing roll off the table. If it's going to go, it's going to have to get, it's going to have to get lateral, but also giving a partner to your corner. Hey, you play all the fade. I play all the posts, any inside stem, you get in a trail position, you play underneath. I'm going to play over top. And that's where we get this. Now the mechanics for the safety, again, is going to be a step replace. It's a step off, but I'm hinging open. I really want to make sure I get my eyes to one uh, before, before I, before I do anything else. I really want to make sure I do that. And then again, once you've taught cone, you then can go and you can teach bracket on the front side of this. So finally, the last thing that we're going to talk about, and it's something that is kind of a passion project of mine. I want everybody to know quads out of trips a lot of times i hear this all the time by coaches is that they don't understand the double push and when four pushes they teach it just like they would in a two by two set and that nickel comes off and there's no one for for the number two receiver okay now if you are playing true split field coverage you are not pushing the coverage. So there really is no one capping that nickel. He's got to take it. So I always tell guys, beware of the double push. If number three pushes, the nickel and the mic are working together, right? Because that's number three. It goes back to what I said in the original pod when we're talking about coverages, right? The geometry of coverages. The offense gives you five out. There's always a midpoint of three. That's where your two linebackers outside of the mic are going to relate with each other. If it's three, then I'm to the push side. So if three pushes, the nickel takes the mic replaces. Okay. Normally you're not going to get an arrow by three and then a bubble or a flare by four. You're not going to get that. You're not usually going to get the double push that way. Okay. But what I always tell guys is if four goes, that is the mic and the will's responsibility to take it. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, then you need to be playing solo coverage. And now you've got problems on the backside. So you got to make sure that your corner understands that. So again, always beware of the double push and the quads. So that, that essentially wraps up our trips coverage pod, split field coverage. Again, we're going to go back through it. 
solo poach is push. We're pushing everything. We're loading the zone. The offense is loading the trip side. We want to match that and load that. You have stress, which again, I've written multiple times about uh, on, on a sub stack as well as matchquarters.com. Go to the archive. It's stretching the coverage. We're stretching sky coverage. Then you have uh, our cloud concept, which is going to be special stubby. If you want to play loose or you're in the red zone, stump was actually invented to cut off that double end corner route that a lot of these offenses like to run where number three runs to basically runs an elongated corner and forces the safety to chase him. You can get the corner right there too. So it's, it's a way of, of detaching him and not always running that, which again, my philosophy is don't waste a guy in man coverage on somebody that's not normally going to catch the ball. So thank you for joining me today. Make sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to YouTube, please, please, please go to matchquarters.substack.com. Sign up, get the best in defensive content in your inbox every day. I'm trying to do a podcast and two articles a week. Uh, matchquarters.com is where I house the template shop. I also house my archive and a bunch of other links to everything. Um, any use the QR. If you're watching on, on YouTube, use the QR codes, follow me on social media. It's match quarters, wherever you social media. And then it's at the underscore coach underscore a on Twitter. Make sure to again, uh, subscribe, like, and share these out. I appreciate the support guys. Uh, and hopefully this gives you a better understanding of how to defend trips from split field coverage.